So here's a couple of uh, statements I wanted to kind of leave you with. Um, the enemy will always give you reasons to divide if you're looking for it. I don't want to focus on the enemy, but this is just a true statement. Um, enemy doesn't like the body of Christ. Enemy knows what the plan is, you know, that if we come together, it's all over. And so he's just going to give us plenty of reasons, if we're looking for it, of why we can find reasons to divide. Um, so let's not go with his plan. Um, here's another phrase. Be what you're for, not what you're against. You, you've heard me say this probably, but I wanted you to... This is my last shot right here, so I wanted to say it again. Be what you're for, not what you're against. If we could just major on that. So if you've got a message that's, I don't know, a, a grace message, focus on that, not on all these people who are just loaded down with religion. Like, don't make that your message. Make grace and freedom your message. Um, that way you don't, have to, you don't have to alienate people and make enemies. You just share the part that's yours. Is that making sense? Okay. Um, find reasons, find reasons to celebrate each other. Not tolerate. I'm not talking about tolerating other parts of the body. Celebrating. I... I said this earlier, and I do honor Isaiah Saldivar, who came to our church, um, and, and very different in a lot of ways. But, but because he was radically saved out of a lifestyle of you know, gang-related and other stuff going on in his life, I don't, I don't actually know all of his story, but I know he had a pretty radical salvation. And look how God's using him to save, not hundreds, but thousands out of that kind of a life. And he's got a certain message and a way of saying it that is gripping people and pulling them out of darkness. It's awesome. It's, it's not who I am at all, and I don't have to worry about that. I don't, if the world were, you know, seven billion Brent Lockers, all of a sudden it would be a pretty boring world. You know, I'd like it because everyone gets it finally. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> totally kidding. <laughs> That's my silliness coming out. But you understand, that's, not, that's never going to happen. So we've we got to stop make, trying to make everyone like us and celebrate who they are. Find reasons to celebrate. Here's a couple of questions to ponder. I did a whole sermon on... I, one night about a year ago, I asked about 30 questions and that was my whole sermon. I just asked questions that made people think. And if you're curious about these, it was actually on my website, um, brentlockerministries.com. Um, I'm going to spell that because most people don't know my last name, so it's B-R-E-N-T-L-O-K-K-E-R, ministries.com. If you go to that and you go to my blog, all my blog entries are you know, ca cataloged, and so it's the very first entry that I did almost a year ago. Uh, so I'm telling you all that because if you're curious to read some of these other questions, you can actually go and read them. Um, but here's, quest here's a question. How quickly would the world believe in Jesus if all his followers valued each other as God does? I have no answers for you. I'm just posing some questions. I mean, what would happen? Just how quickly would this thing happen that we're, that we're waiting for? if all of his followers valued each other just as God does. Um, microphone back here.
Well, I've heard it say that said that the quality of our life is based on directly to the questions that we ask, the quality mm. of the questions, mm. and that's a quality question. Mm. And those questions, if people took them serious, yeah, would impact the world. Yeah. Yeah. So here's here's another one. What would happen if we extended the same forgiveness, grace, and mercy to each other that God has extended to us? What would happen? What kind of revolution would take place? <laughs> and here's something. Because <laughs> our tendency would be, well, I'm doing that, but I don't see everybody else doing that. Now you've just gotten right into judgment and all the rest. All you have is yourself. You, all you can do is give Holy Spirit permission to make you the kind of person that extends forgiveness, grace, and mercy. You, you don't have to worry about whatever, what everybody else is doing, whether they're all getting it or not. Because I guarantee the more... There, you've heard probably many people talking about this tipping point thing, where, which, is, which is a phenomenon that, it, that actually doesn't require over half of the people to get something before the culture has changed. There comes, there is a moment at which enough people get it where suddenly the culture starts shifting rapidly. And that's called that tipping point. And so if enough people start to truly believe and live uh, Christ through us, His love through us, His forgiveness through us, at some point suddenly the culture starts shifting rapidly. But you just get to do your part and give Holy Spirit your heart and His permission to do whatever He needs to do in you to live this way. What if we believed God that each and every member of the body of Christ is completely indispensable? And what if we believed that every single person in this world all had the very same Father. Notice I didn't say every Christian. What if we believed that every single person in this world all had the very same Father? <laughs> I've been accused of that. So that's why I'm going to go to Scripture. Ephesians 3, verse 14. This then is what I pray, kneeling before the Father, from whom every father hid in heaven or on earth takes its name. There's actually other places I could go to, but I, some people have actually been kind of upset with me because they say, Brent, you're saying all, all people in the world are God's children. And I say, yeah. And they say, well, no. It's only those who are born again. And... Um, I don't believe that. I believe I can understand why there are certain scriptures that would cause someone to say that. So I'm not, again, I'm not trying to pick a fight at all. Uh, I'm just saying clearly everybody on the earth is born and is made in the image of God. That's, that's actually ex extremely scriptural. Um, every single person on the earth um, has been paid for in full by the blood of the Lamb. That's very scriptural. Um, but not every, just because God is everyone's father doesn't mean they all accept him as a father. 
just because Jesus paid the full price for everybody doesn't mean that they accept his provision, his perfection on their behalf. However, if on our end we can see everybody as God's children, that changes how we view them. It changes how we treat them. It changes the value that we give to them. Rather than saying, oh no, they only get value once they become born again. You know, that, that kind of defeats the purpose of, of God so loving the world that he gave his only son. And God taking the initiative. So I really think how we view people is super important. It's why I am... Um, I actually years ago made a shift uh, from using certain phrases that I use uh, about um, what I would have called before non-believers. Uh, you could go really far and say heathen, uh, you know, all kinds of words that we've called people. I, I now see it as, and you guys have probably heard as a bunch in this class already this year, this year, but I call them believers and pre-believers. Um, because in my opinion, that's how I choose to see everybody is is they're either already believing or they're on the way because, because Jesus is after them every single day, pulling them in, drawing them in. Um, I, I think those kinds of subtleties are really important because it causes us, it, it's going to affect how we see people. And if, if, if people who are pre-believers feel judged before you even get to them because there's a place in your heart that is judging them, they will, they will feel that. They will feel that, they will know that, and suddenly you've distanced yourself from the very people that you are here to reconcile to a father who already loves them. Um, let me ask, is that a question? Okay. Okay. Um, just in my travels, the Holy Spirit said all souls belong to God, so you could look at it, every single person. It just breaks barriers. It's not... Oh, well, that, they're doing that or they're thinking that or saying that. It's just, we're on a mission. <laughs> I am. Yeah. And it's, it just, you just see right through it. And I don't know, I just wanted to add that. That's good. I'm, I'm now, sorry, I'm now multitasking because I am, I pulled that out on purpose, Lonnie, just to, I'm looking on my computer. Okay, good. Um, because we have time to actually show you that Glenn Beck thing, but here's, Here's the thing, though. It's, none of it's verbal. It's all like one placard after another. So I would strongly encourage you to sit up in the first couple rows because if you can't see it, you won't get anything out of it. So I don't know how well you can see from the back. But I'm going to... This is pretty powerful. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to hook back in here. Yeah. Since what? Okay. Okay, okay. So let me just, let me just um, give a little intro to this. Um, and then at the end, we still will have a little bit of time. So if there's any questions or other things we, you can ask me. Otherwise, I, we can go early. How often does that happen? Um, <laughs> I want to make it really clear from the start. I, I am not um, pr promoting one way or the other Glenn Beck. I, I, you know, this is not what this is about at all. Um, so for some, they love him. For others, you know, they're really annoyed with him. That's fine. Some maybe don't even know about him. <laughs> 
he, he certainly is one in the past who's had strong opinions, let me put it that way. And um, his heart's, I think, for the most part, probably being good. He's trying to make a change. Um, but just how he's gone about it, by his own admission, in some, sometimes has been really destructive. And for the, I, I, I fully believe when you start to look at this, to me there's no other description than that the Lord's gotten a hold of his heart. I, I don't see any other way to, to uh, say what's happened here. So I'll just, I'll just, because even in the midst of him uh, saying what, what he's saying and apologizing, he'll still give you a few of his opinions along the way. He's still Glenn Beck. But he's doing it with a different kind of heart, you'll see. So again, I just wanted to say all that because I'm not endorsing or one way or the other. I'm just trying to show you what's happening as God is softening people's hearts. Um, okay, let's watch it. Yeah. That one just said I got a little sick and I've lost my voice. Okay, why is it silent? Yeah, we're going to start this again. Which one? Okay. All right, I'm going to... The very first card is really hard to see. I think it just said I was sick and I went to the doctors. Something like that. The very, when, it, when the camera's starting to pan in, you really can't see that first card very well at all. Um, okay, here we go.
As I told you, you know, Glenn Beck is still Glenn Beck. You know, he, he still there's certain things that he believes he's alive to do. But uh, but to see, and, and here's another thing: five years from now, ten years from now, he's going to be different than that again, as we all are. But that's just I just I just think that's so perfectly fit with what we were talking about today. And and it has to be the Lord who changes hearts. There's there's no other there's no one else that does it. So um, there's hope, right? There's lots of hope. But would you just give him permission? Holy Spirit, I give you permission to do anything you need to do in my life. To change me any way that you want to. And to use me for the glory of God. I belong to you. I always have. And I always will. <laughs> so, Father, I just speaking blessing 
and crazy favor over over the dreams you've placed in every single heart in this room and, and, and at home, at people listening at home, all the dreams you've placed in their hearts. And I'm saying thank you, God, that you're a good father who's going to walk it out with them. And thank you, God, that each one of us has such an important place in your heart. What we do matters eternally. And thank you that at the end, there's going to be a huge ovation, not for us individually, but we're going to be part of the ovation as we're all cheering on the composer of, of this, entire, this entire story of Jesus lived out. So thank you, God, that we get to be part of it. We give you the praise and the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Ye God.